There's whistles. <laughs> there, those are fucking whistles. What the fuck? It better be 9-11 outside because this is ridiculous. <laughs> Welcome to Off Time Jive. Uh, we have Gion again. <laughs> yeah, Gion's back. I'm, I'm here again. Sorry about that, again. everyone. I've been born again. My name's Tyler Pino. I'm Prince with Jehovah's Witness. You're Jehovah's Witness? No. Is that why you've been gone for so long? I am yeah. Michael Holler. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Um, so tell us, Gion, what's going on in your life? We missed a week, actually. We did. We'll we'll get to that later. Did you want to get to it now? Oh, is it? Has it just been a week? Yeah. Since well, we since well, this since Michael and I seems like a lot longer. Um, but uh, yeah, no, we missed a week. We stood in line uh, for several hours for Comic Con tickets the night that we were supposed to record. Yes, we initially had plans to go see the film Black Mass, and then Maze Runner: The Scorch Trials, and uh, on the same day. On the same day, that's correct. It was we're going to see day. them. It was a big day. It was. We we're going to see those films. And then record a podcast so we could, of course, have it to the four listeners that we have. Um, however, at around 3 o'clock p.m. on that faithful Saturday afternoon, Midtown Comics launched an announcement that they'll be selling Midtown uh, New York Comic Con passes tomorrow at 10 a.m. So, of course, I had to call Mr. Pino up here and say, all right, cancel everything. And 30 minutes later, I was waiting downtown at Midtown Comics. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'll be right there. You just wait. And then, like, five hours later, I came. That's true. That's I didn't true. want to <laughs> sit in line with Michael. Well, it took about six like hours. worse than death. I wasn't counting. So, uh, how's your week been, Gian? Um, it's been good. It's been good. I saw you're giving more mm-hmm. fucking blood away to get free movie oh, tickets. Yeah. Dude, you should be selling that blood on the black blood market. Well, I mean, you can't sell black blood that, that's infected. That's fucking racist. Infected with what, Michael? It's like if your blood is black, I'm assuming that there's a problem with it. It's not oh, a Sam Raimi I see what film. You're trying to say now, Michael, what he really meant was black people can't give blood because he's racist. I think that, that is you so taking racist, it in that contest Michael. means you're the racist here. No, I think. You're By the way, racist. I apologize. Didn't you to learn anything I, from the Pope? I'm, yeah. a, I'm a little. Did you racist. learn nothing? <laughs> what? You know, I tried asking someone the question earlier this week. Um, the Pope, okay? What does he do? He popes. What does that popes mean? Around. I have look. I was thinking that I had many uh, hours as I was waiting in line to see the Pope. I actually did not wait in line. There were people that were waiting there all day. That was like Comic Con tickets for them. So to paint the picture, well, everybody knows that uh, Pope. What is his name? Francis. Francis. <laughs> um, I just. Uh, Pope Francis was in New York City the this last weekend as we're recording, um, and it was his first trip to America, so it was like big news. And um, the city of New York, like they had like a lottery kind of a system where you entered, um, and they would say if you get to go see the Pope. Anyway, I won the Pope lottery somehow or another because I don't even remember entering. 
But uh, I was like, oh, huh. Um, so wait, what did you did you get like a golden ticket in the mail or something? Was no, it like Charlie Andrews Chocolate Factory. No, I got a green PDF in an email. That was wow, that was all New York really wanted to bring on. Um, <laughs> so I got to go down there and see the Pope. Now, the way that they did it, this Pope, I guess he doesn't like the idea of the bulletproof Pope mobile. He has right. a Pope mobile. Yeah, you never. You is it shut the fuck up? Any, you go to a Catholic school. There's no way you don't it, know this. Is it anything like the fucking Batmobile from Arkham Knight, where it has a battle mode? I hope so. It God, just, I hope so. It just fires religion at people. No, it's like a Mercedes Benz Jesus SUV Christ. with like a bulletproof glass case uh, on the back of it because uh, Pope John Paul. There was an assassination attempt on him when he was uh, when he was poping, and. So from then on, they gave them, like, bulletproof glass. Well, Francis doesn't like that. So he... The thing he put in he, shattered glass He looked instead. like he was in a giant golf cart. It was kind of hilarious. Um, but he, he... There's no glass. It's completely open air on both sides. But to combat this, uh, this design flaw, we ha- everybody had to go through the TSA. Oh, God. The TSA volunteered their services, and they were stationed oh, all around Central Park. Because they're so Park. effective. Yeah, totally. Um, so everybody had to go through like a metal detector. And anyway, the ticket said you show up at 11 and like you have to be in by 3.30. And I was like, I'm not going at 11. I really don't even care if I see the Pope. I, I don't know why I'm going. Um, but I did. So I went there at like 3.45 and I'm like, ah, guess I probably won't get in. They're like, no, nah, you could go right in. I'm like, oh, so the whole thing was a lie? <laughs> And they're like, yeah, you know, people have been standing here since last night. And I'm like, oh, that's too bad for them. And I just, like, went in, got a perfect Pope seat, got to see him. Um, but I was just more interested in seeing the way people react to the Pope, like religious people. Did anyone, like, do the thing where, like, oh, can you sign my cleavage and run up to this him? This is what I was thinking. I was like, is it like a Skinnerd concert? Do they throw their panties at the Pope? Did um, they? No. Oh. No, but it was it had a very concert esque feel to it. The way people were reacting, it was the strangest thing. Did he um, did he fucking come out playing "Don't Stop Believing" on his uh, his golf Pope cart chariot? Stop <laughs> believing. Hold on to the feeling. No, uh, he literally just drove by. It was the most anticlimactic thing. I was I could really? only imagine. Have you seen The Dark Knight Rises? No, but I saw Age of Ultron. Um... <laughs> He, he he drove by just really fast, and I was like, if I was sitting there for ten hours, I'd be pissed. But nobody was like pissed. In an orgasmic state of like, oh my god, yeah, they, I you saw see the, the Pope. video that I posted online. Like there are people just like screaming. They're like Francisco. I don't know why she said that. She was, was a black lady, but in Spanish, it's Papa Francisco and not Pope Francis. Do you know that? Uh, yeah, I do because there is a. Shut the fuck up! No, you don't. There is an eighty-foot advertisement literally right outside of my window. There is. It's pretty that, awesome. That it says, looks like Godzilla, but it's the Pope. <laughs> Every time I open my window, fucking, there's eighty-foot Pope Francis waving when, at me. He sees you when you masturbate. Uh, that's, He's always judging you. That's mm, it's not comfortable. But no, it it says like you know, um, whatever welcomes Pope Francis. And then under whatever it, welcomes Pope whatever. Francis, and then and under there's a the Spanish translation to it. It's like Papa Francisco. Papa Francisco. That sounds better. Papa it, sounds better than Pope. It sounds like his porn name. Oh, Papa France. 
But anyways, no, can anyone seriously, like, answer the question? Like, what, is, what does he do? What's his significance? Literally, I don't know. I don't know what he does. Gian, what does he do? Well, he holds masses and stuff. Like, he, the bigger thing, arguably, was he held a mass in MSG. Okay. Um, and there were people. I heard on the news, and my dad had told me, like, people were selling those tickets for, like, thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm like, oh, I should do that. <laughs> it, it was only for the thing for the mass. Because the one that I got had my name on it, and they check your ID. Oh, lame. So couldn't sell it. Uh, or by God, I would have. I could see the Pope online, man. I could see the Pope if I walk outside. You can't. You can like see it from this tall. window here. Now, I understand if the Pope was 80 feet tall, that'd be a sight to see. Mm-hmm. Again, we still don't know what he does. Giant Pope visits Big Apple. Giant Pope <laughs> visits Big Apple. Biggest Doesn't catastrophe since Roland Emmerich visited New York. Anyway, do we have news this week? Uh, we have a, a couple of news stories this week. Uh, not so much entertainment news, but there's been a lot of... Probably the biggest controversy this week was... Uh, Why are you saying things Britishly? <laughs> I don't know. It's not you also say Why schedule. Does, does that sound wrong? Did you hear what he said? He was like, controversy. Yeah, controversy. There's some controversy. Anyways, the uh, the We've kid who brought the clock to school. Did you who, read about this? Who brought a cock to school? A clock. I brought my cock to school every goddamn day. <laughs> no, you didn't. You're right. You missed a couple. I left it at home. Um, yeah, the kid, yes, I did hear about that. Did you hear what fucking Sarah Palin said? No. Do I want to? No, probably not. She was like, oh, if that's that... If that's a clock, then I'm the Queen of England. Or something to that effect. But uh, she uh, she's thrown in with a shitty camp and being like, Oh no, fuck this kid, he's brown. Yeah, that seems to be the common opinion of the far right-wing Americans. But no, it's... Gian, uh, did you hear of this incident? No. No? Sure you so, did. So, there was a kid in grade school, and... Uh, oh, built... the kid with the gun. No, no, had a, no it wasn't a, a gun. A clock. It, wasn't a he gun. Built it was a, clock. a time machine. He built yeah, a yeah, homemade a clock machine. and was showing it to his teachers and to his friends at school. And he wasn't, you know, con- and, you know, it was a it's it's misconstrued that he was showing it to his friends and his teacher was like, "Oh my god, it's a bomb." No, he was showing it to the teachers and to the staff of the school and in his last period of the day, that's when he uh, that's when his last teacher like freaked out. I'm like, "Oh my god, you're brown, you have electronics. It's a bomb." Um and so, he was detained at the school office by the police and questioned for, like, six or seven hours about why he tried to blow up the school. He was suspended as well. He was suspended as well. And, uh, you know, the, the whole thing is, after they figured out, oh, okay, it's a clock, and he built it, and that's why he brought it to school, the school tried to give him the charges, and they suspended him on the charges where he was trying to incite panic, mm-hmm. uh, which clearly was not the case because he was repeatedly screaming... It's a clock. It's a clock. So, yeah. And uh, after that happened, he was getting a lot of uh, offers from the President of the United States, from NASA, from Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook to, uh, you know, to basically come there from and chill, Reed hang Richards. out. Yeah, Reed Richards, Miles Teller. He's like, you could come down, but you got to tell us what we call ourselves. We didn't figure it out. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Here's uh, Sarah Palin's quote. You even have to look this up. She's just like, right, that's a clock, and I'm the Queen of England. I'm Sarah Palin. I don't know why is she still alive. Why is she, I feel like this is the this is the process. So we Who live gives a shit about a, Sarah Palin. Why is that news? We we live in a a social paradigm where 
Darwinism no longer exists. People like Sarah Palin should have been weeded out by natural selection decades ago. Well, here's the thing about Sarah Palin. It's just I don't understand why her opinion on anything carries any sort of weight. She's not a fucking politician anymore. She quit her little stupid mayor job, or she was governor of Alaska. She quit that because she was being fucking indicted by for something or another. What do you think? And then she just went on Twitter forever. What do you think being the governor of Alaska entails? Is that like the Pope? Know, no like, one knows what that does. There's four, fucking 14 people in that state. Give me a goddamn... Anyways... Away from it's politics. Got real political. Yeah, it, no, it, the it, thing it. about the bomb is just, it's like, it looks like a bomb from a movie. Like, a yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's not what bombs look like. Yeah. And it, the thing about the situation that uh, sticks out to my mind is, like, if they thought it was a bomb, why didn't they fucking evacuate the school? They didn't. They questioned him in, like, the principal's office. Yeah, that's correct. So at no point did they actually think that this was an explosive. And all of the staff members knew that it was a clock because he'd explicitly told them. It was just the one teacher at the end of the day. She was like, oh my god. That looks like a bomb. I saw it on 24. Where did this happen? Anyways, it was Midwest. Yeah, fucking Texas. Um, Texas is not in the Midwest, sir. What is it considered? Southwest? West? West? Just the South. South? No, because if you go further south, it's Mexico. That's that's the south. It's, just, it's the relative south. It's what like, the fuck are you even saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. Gian, what did you want to talk about? Um, I wanted to talk about the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, you were saying something about this. You uh, recently rewatched them with uh, your lady friend, who had yeah, never seen um... them. I, she's, she hadn't seen any of them. Really? Uh, How did she do that? I don't know. Because she's like, no, what? Uh, maybe no like ideas. a year or two? No, she's like my uh, age. Yeah, no, she's a month older than me. Oh, so, so yeah. she's like a hundred. So I don't know. I have no idea how she avoided seeing those movies. No, but it's like we were right in the fucking middle of that. I mean, I avoided seeing those movies until I was like 19. Which was, like, last year. It was. That's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No. uh, To have been a person in our demographic at that time period, it would have been very fucking hard to avoid the entire Harry Potter phenomenon. I know, man. I was, like, really surprised. I was like, you need to watch these movies. You really, though. How you don't have a childhood. I was like, what? I don't... You know, is is it really... Is is the Harry... Like, upon review, is the Harry Potter franchise really something that is such a cultural, you know, iconic event that you have to see it? Yes. Regardless of whether the cinematic quality that it entails is well, good or okay, not. Well, okay, here's the thing. The movies, I don't know. I, I can't really judge... I, I haven't watched the earlier movies in a long time. But I, I honestly, when I watch... Because I've read all the books... And the movies, you know, they're they're so condensed, they kind of jump around a little bit. So, they jump around a lot. It's crazy. Yeah, so I don't know how I would feel about them if I was not familiar with the source material. I don't think that they would be terrible, but uh, no. To answer your question, Michael, do they stand up as, like, cinematic gems? No, but I do think it is a, a fucking cultural phenomenon. Well, I mean, we, we've had this issue a lot, especially with... Uh... Fucking young adult novels. Young adult novels being the new genre that's taken over the okay. laughable See, but here's the thing. You can't novels. really put... I, I wouldn't sorry, put, video game It is technically a young adult novel, but you, I wouldn't put it in the same yeah, category as Yeah, but you cannot put the about. quality in the same breath as, like, these new young adult fucking movies that are coming out. 
These these things they put out are like such shit. Like the Maze Runner, like with like you can't really put Harry Potter and Twilight in the same box. I do. Why? I, have I you don't ever know. read I just, them? I haven't read any of them. Then go no, fuck but yourself. they have the same fucking feel and. Uh, in what yeah, way they do they have the same feel you as have, Twilight? You have this same prerequisite of things that must happen in order to escalate in this emotional state within the characters, but essentially there's nothing behind No, no, it. you can't just say that. What do you mean by that? What does that mean? It's like fucking every young adult novel, oh, there has to be this love triangle, oh, one character has to be this That's cliche. just standard, really, like, story not really structure. There's really a love triangle like Harry Potter. There's a little bit of one. There's a little, there's but a that's in of one of them. Like you're talking about, like the Harry Run Hermione. Yeah, thing? that's that does that doesn't even come until like the the fourth movie. There's no, there are no love connections in Harry Potter till the fourth book. I don't care. Movie. That's not a love triangle at all. No, there was the, there was that one where Harry, Harry liked the singular mm-hmm. Asian that was also British, and then ended up like, no, I also like, no, one sister, right? Wasn't that a thing? Well, they didn't end up, like, fucking, but they were 14. That's how, like, those romances go. You weren't 14. How do you know? You were never 14. I'm... Listen. In high school. What, I mean, what what kind of romance would you... Ex- I think that that... Harry and Cho Chen, that's what you're talking about. I think that was pretty fucking true to life, honestly. Like, they kind of liked each other, then they're like, oh, I don't know, this is weird. And then they stopped. I was like, that's fucking, that, that is teenage romance. That's how that works. I don't care. But no, my, my, whole, my whole issue See, is Twilight that... is a completely different story. Like <laughs> Twilight has a it's story. It's all about the romance. Like that's when I think of young adult. When you throw out terms like young adult romance novel, first of all, yes, Harry Potter is technically a young adult novel, but it's not a young adult romance novel. I mean, there are romantic elements at some points in the various books, but that's any story ever. John, have you seen the Maze Runner? No, and I'm not going to. No, <laughs> I saw the first film. And I was pleasantly surprised, because I am someone who hates pretty much everything that can be associated with the term young adult. Even though you are one. Yeah, I mean, you are exactly you are yeah. young adult. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, it gives us a horrible, horrible representation of the entertainment of our generation, which is sad. Um, I, you know, I once made the comparison to which my uh, the, girl, the girl I was dating at the time hated me for. And I was saying, like, generations, like, down the line will remember, like, oh, what will they remember from our generation? Justin Bieber and Harry Potter. Those are the two things. Nah, I wouldn't even say they remember That is bullshit. Here's the thing. Let's not look at the past with, like, rose-colored glasses. There was always trashy shit going on. People like to look back at, like, the 60s and be like, oh, look at the, the Beatles. You had all this other shit. You know what was, like, the number one fucking song on the charts in 1966? The year that, like, the Rolling Stones... There's like a million massive like classic albums that came out that at that time the number one fucking hit at the top of the pop charts was fucking sugar sugar by the archies which was a fictional band that did the sugar sugar oh honey honey you were that was the number one song there's always trash and entertainment like you're making that up i feel like you're you're too young to get references to anything (laughs) that's true that this may be true but it's beside the point no but uh maze runner was a film that caught me off guard because it was a very well executed it was intriguing it was for the most part well acted there was suspense when there needed to be suspense there was a lot of well-built tension in the film and i was generally surprised with it please don't play that song um but then 
Sugar, sugar, da 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 So there will always be a Justin Bieber in the world. There will always be a sugar honey honey. Um, no, and Maze Runner, the whole thing is, uh, the last maybe ten minutes of that film ruins the entire film. Like, never in my life have I seen a movie that's been so utterly just destroyed by the ending. Like, the ending of that film eliminated all goodwill that the other two hours had gone. Because we were going to watch, you you wanted me to watch the first Maze Runner? That's true, yeah, that's correct. I don't think that's going to happen. I just, I know myself too well. Yeah, I want... I'll start to watch it and, like... uh, Because I wanted to see, after uh, that fucking atrocious... I got to play. Exactly, Mr. Bondings. Um, After that atrocious fucking ending, I wanted to see where they could take it. What happened? So, like, I, I started to watch, like, the first 15 minutes of it. And it just looked like the Hunger Games. Okay. Like, they just dropped a kid in a big box, and then they had another big box full of, like, food and stuff. So, the whole, the whole premise... That's, is, like, the exact premise of the Hunger Games. So, so the whole premise for this, uh, for the Maze Runner, is that there are this group of kids, and it's very Lord of the Flies setting, and once every couple of months, they'll drop a kid into the middle of this giant maze. It's basically, like, the labyrinth. And the labyrinth... Is Bowie there? Yeah, the Bowie Bulge. The Bowie Bulge is there, man. It's... Present, um, no, it's really not. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Gian. Um, and so they're in this very big, elaborate maze, and every day they'll send runners out into the maze to try and map it to see if there's a way out. And you don't really know what put them there or why they're there or anything. So, okay, I get that much. What's the ending? So, okay, so the ending is they finally uh realize that it was a big government conspiracy that the world has been destroyed the entire world is one giant desert and uh the government somehow had the resources to put together what essentially amounts to like a 50 square mile giant mechanical maze with monsters and genetic robots and assassins in it um after every single resource has been wiped off the planet they're able to assemble this to test these kids in order to conquer the zombie plant disease that you this sounds know. awful. This sounds really it was bad. so. It was so fucking. They wasted and all these resources to bring these like things into a maze to test one select group of kids to against a plague. Yeah, and the whole thing was, oh, they have survival skills, and that's what we need in this dystopian future. And it's it's so fucking nonsensical. That sounds, that and no, and the whole thing too is they get to, they get to like the ending, and there's like this control room area and everyone's like dead like everyone's dead and it's just really eerie like everyone is shot up and fucked up and dead and everything and then after like they all leave they all get back up and i guess they're just pretending to be dead and fucking peter baelish comes in a helicopter and picks them up from outside the maze and the movie ends with them flying over the maze it's it's so fucking awful. That... I, I don't understand. Wait, wait. So you said just the ending was bad? Yeah. No. It was the film itself. Uh, <laughs> up until like maybe the last fifteen minutes was really well done. Like I was genuinely amazed that it was the filmmaking techniques were good. They used a lot of practical effects. There was a lot of good tension that was established. The acting, despite being a lot of teenagers, was pretty good across the board. It's just the fucking ending was so goddamn stupid. And they, they made more. Yeah, no. Uh, Maze, I don't see where Maze the Runner, story goes from there. Maze Runner came out like nine months ago. Not even a year later, and the second film is already out. They probably shot him concurrently. 
This is a big franchise like that. They want to get them out like once every year. Um, but Peter Baelish is in the new one. And I have no idea what the fuck the movie's going to be. What is it with these Game of Thrones actors picking these weird really fucking shitty projects? films? No, it's it started with fucking Jon Snow being in Pompeii, which was an egregious piece of shit. Then it well, continued. He was also in like Silent Hill or Resident Evil. One oh, movies. yeah, he was. Silent Hill Revelations, which was also he, really shitty. Sean Bean was also in that movie. Well, Sean Bean was in the first Silent Hill movie, too. He was in this one as well. Oh, this is Game of Thrones reunion. He was uh, like, I, I, I forgot to tell you who your mother is. Well, uh, we know who your mother is. It's my sister. And your father. It's Rhaegar Targaryen. <laughs> I'll tell it's you on the next episode. It's Dude, obvious to everyone with a fucking brain. Would it, would it be you fucking funny? Would it be funny if they just pulled that out of their ass in the middle of that last Silent Hill movie? Listen, oh, if they if they just revealed R plus uh, L equals J in in, in Silent Hill, yeah, be awesome. <laughs> it'd be oh god, it would be a reason to go see that movie because it would just it'd be the only reason to go see that movie. It, it it would be the answer to the question that everybody already knows. But the thing is, no one would know. No one would find out because literally no one saw that movie. I feel like George R. R. Martin might literally just go like, "No, you know what? Fuck you." I don't start with John's father the whole time. <laughs> but, um, wiener, 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 wiener. You're a cunt, you're a cunt. Um, no, but, um, and then fucking there was, uh, Amelia Clark was in Terminator Genesis, and that was also really bad, so, yeah, I don't know what's Wait, going wait, on. did you just say, wait, sorry, what did you call the new Terminator? Terminator Genesis? Is that really how they pronounce it? No, it's Genesis, right. but they spell it stupid. Yeah, they spell it with a Y. Listen, if a bunch of these marketing teams and professionals put all this effort into developing a title or a poster in some particular way, then by God, I am going to respect their work. So for all films like Fant 4 Stick or Tick 3 in or Terminator Genesis, I respect your work and I salute you, marketing team, no matter how mentally challenged you may be. Uh huh. I was distracted. Can we talk about Pokemon Go now? We should. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. (laughs) I predict that there will be many child deaths where kids will just walk into the fucking street and get hit by a car because they're following Pokemon. I don't think that they're targeting. Well, obviously they will. It doesn't seem like they're targeting children at all with those commercials, like like young adults. Late teens. It's yeah. It's clearly Even families. Yeah, like adult, like fully targeted adults. at like the nostalgia market. Yeah, because um, they they only show like the first hundred and fifty Pokemon. There's none of them like new shits. Wait, there yeah. are more. There like are seven hundred seven hundred something Pokemon yeah. right now. Jesus fucking Christ! They actually College Humor did a really awesome um, video where they did the poker app, but they did it to include all of the new Pokemon. Good lord, it was it thirty minutes? And escalates until like the guy's about to die. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, Pokemon Go, man. See what you know? What's gonna happen is they're gonna release it, and it's gonna be terrible. And then I'm just oh, gonna dude, have stop saying that. Don't to look say forward that. to. Stop well, the whole thing is it's. <laughs> It was it was all it it was all over till I saw that Pokemon commercial, and now I'm I'm back I'm back in the game. I could right. have not been. Well, I mean, Pokemon came out when you were like thirty, right, Gian? What's that? You know, speaking of Pokemon and when it came out, and also Harry Potter, 
what came first? It was Pokemon, right? Because I feel like it transitioned almost seamlessly as far as, like, the major crazes went. It was Pokemon for, like, two solid years. Then it was Harry Potter. Then I was old. And then you were old and curmudgeon about it all. Mm -hmm. And then only now, in your 50s, do you go back to Pokemon. With uh, someone else's gaming device. I never really left Pokemon. Well, I guess technically I did leave Pokemon because I didn't have a DS. But uh, I, I, I never disliked Pokemon. I've always, I've always been a strong proponent of those games, even though they're all exactly the same. Well, I mean, the, the game is going to be free. And uh, since it's free to play, and you can tell that they're sinking a lot of money into this prospect, that uh, they're going to microtransaction the shit out of this game. I don't know. You want a Pokeball? Fifteen ninety nine. You want a Master Ball? Twenty nine ninety nine. But it's very interesting to see how they're going to incorporate. I mean, in the commercial, we saw them incorporate like Times we Square. We saw them fuck up a Mewtwo in yeah, Times Square. Yeah, the it was the greatest thing awesome. I've ever seen. It was so yeah, good. It, it was. It was, and it's cool that they're including public events like that. However, I I kind of have to ask, like, if you don't live in these really big areas like New York City. That's the thing, yeah. How are you going to incorporate that? Like, if you live in fucking Hicksville, Minnesota or something. Right, or well, I mean, it's Florida. still GPSable. Where do you go uh, to fight Pokemon, you know? Yeah, it's, it's gonna be like you and like three other people at I think Town the, Hall. Yeah, the team-up shit isn't going to be nearly as interesting if you live in like BFE, but that's true of every aspect of life. <laughs> I mean, that's it's true. just, come on. We can't, we can't help everybody, but it, they'll be able to play it and stuff like that because you don't need to play with other people. I mean, yeah, your whole your whole gaming perspective is it's better to play with no one else. Yeah. Because you hate humanity. I'm going to have to talk to other people. It's going to get super awkward. This is going to be the first time I ever talk to anyone else. Well, I mean, the whole thing I mean, is... I'm going to be on the like, subway and then be like, oh my god, there's a Pidgey. I'm not going to catch a Pidgey. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I Are you sure hope... Ash caught a Pidgey? It's one of the four Pokemon he ever caught. It's the second Pokemon he ever caught. One of the four. Did it ever evolve into Pidgeot? I thought yeah, he let it, it go. Later on, he evolved it. It evolved into Pidgeotto, and it was Pidgeotto forever. But I don't remember him ever, like, because Pidgeot was huge, and I was always waiting to see it on the show. It's, like, rideable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that was in the movie, wasn't it? Well, he does ride on one of them. I mean, he didn't movie, ride but I don't in think the movie, it was but his. someone rode in the yeah. movie, yeah. Yeah, there's big-ass Pidgeot. I was just telling, did I tell you that, Gian? Um I was telling Michael when we were in the Comic-Con line, did you know the... Did you ever see, like, the Japanese version of the Pokemon movie? Uh, yeah, I think so. The one with the Mew and Mewtwo? The first one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I had it, um... It was great. That before movie, it came that out. That movie was awesome. That was, like, the, the perfect especially, Pokemon movie. It was great. Especially the Japanese one. Like, it opens the... Actually, like, the scene, the opening scene is something that I wish they fucking did in Age of Ultron. <laughs> it's just Mewtwo, like, in the tube coming into sentience and trying to figure out, oh, like, right. what the fuck even yeah. thoughts are like what mm-hmm. he's doing he's like what am i Who yeah it was I? it was great and it was then so he freaks dark out. whereas age of ultron ultron just walks out and he's like oh hi i'm here now i'm a bad guy <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm evil i'm gonna do evil stuff um anyway you shouldn't be ha- you marvel listen you shouldn't have to take cues from the pokemon movie we you you're better than that um I however didn't. I know, but they they, they shouldn't have had to, is what I'm saying. Not that they shouldn't. Uh, anyway, Mewtwo, um, 
in the in the English dub, he's more or less the villain, and he it's kind of that way in the Japanese one as well. But he's more of a misunderstood antagonist. Um, the real villain in the Japanese version is fucking Mew. Now, there's a scene where like they're battling each other, and uh, they kind of have like this. They they do like a dubbed ver or a subtitled Mew. He's just saying like Mew 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 Mew. I'm a Pokemon. But it subtitles what he's actually saying. And in the American one, he's like, I'm here to fight for friendship and faggotry. In the Japanese one, he's like, all clones are abominations and must be destroyed. Oh, my God. Yeah, he just, he doesn't show up to save Ash or any of them. He just comes to kill all of the clones. And I think that was great. No, but power of friendship. He's evil. He's like, like stem, stem cell research is wrong and it should be banned. Exactly. I'm here to fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a conservative. He was. He's got a little bow tie on. The, the ending subtitle of the movie was Vote Donald Trump, everyone. Clones are an abomination oh unto the Lord. Go die. <laughs> I don't know. I like that angle. It made it a little bit slightly more complex. Where it was like, eh, have you uh, have you been watching any of like the Attack on Titan uh, like live action trailers? I saw I, one. Yeah, I've seen the trailer. Uh, they're actually going to be playing that film uh, in, in like Chance four days. Room. No, four days they're going to play that movie at the Bowtie Theater. Really? What? Away from here. Oh my god! Yeah. That's where they do Rocky Horror. Oh my god! You want to hear something? So there was a Rocky Horror Picture Show, 40th anniversary convention in my in my building. I would have gone to that fucking convention in a heartbeat, but it was sold out. In in, in my fucking building. And I, I didn't know this. There were no signs. But one day I was doing laundry, and all of a sudden, people in fishnets. Yeah, because I was. And like, I was confused. I, 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 when I was leaving your house the other day, um, they, they weren't dressed in Rocky Horror costumes, or else I would have recognized it. They were just like kind of gothed out, and like wearing fetish esque clothing. Oh, I saw the gimp from Pulp Fiction. I shit you not. Really. Um, but I was like, yeah, these people probably aren't here for the Pope. Hold on for a second, Jan. We're going to hold while this ambulance goes by. Okay. I'm going to take a shot. We should do that. That sounds like a fun podcast. I'm not Honestly, able to do that. We should, that it's fine, Michael. You know, no Michael's never had that. a drink. I don't know. You had That's wine that one crazy. time. That's crazy. That's insane. That tastes good. Michael's never been drunk in his He's life. never got superbly fucked up. No, I have not. Hmm. I think we need to change that on this podcast. Because no one listens to it. So it's it's fine. We should. <laughs> Fair enough. Gian's coming for Halloween, so I am. We're real? gonna we're gonna do a Halloween podcast. We should do that. That'd be awesome. We oh, should. Fuck. And I have an event on Halloween. No, I didn't do no shit last no. Halloween. So we got to do something this year. Oh no, no. The the event that I have this year is uh, we're gonna go fucking walk in the Halloween parade. Have you ever seen no, the Halloween parade? No, that was last year. You did that last year. I know. I'm doing it again. No, Michael. No, get someone else to do it. You're gonna drink no, with us, fucking... and we're gonna record a podcast on Halloween. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're doing that, Michael. I can't see your face, so I'm assuming you're no, doing, you can't. You're Michael's doing like that weird half smile right now. Thing. What are you doing? I'm playing with my phone. <laughs> oh my god. Don't judge. Oh, I didn't even see your phone there. I just see your hand going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> but um Good Lord. But no no, there was a lot of a uh, lot of interesting things. Did you hear about uh fucking Brian Cranston? Saying that he'd want to do a Malcolm in the Middle reunion episode. 
What? That'd be great. I would actually watch <laughs> the hell out of that because, like, it would be interesting to see where the Frankie Muniz character went. Um, Malcolm, I believe his name was. Yeah. And uh, he, because uh, at the end of it, he becomes like um, a weapons manufacturer or something like that. Does he? Yeah. He like, it, it's like a DARPA esque thing where he goes and he's like inventing weapons and shit. Can you imagine? Like, he comes back. He's Tony Stark. The dad went off on a like a meth binge, and now he's actually Heisenberg. Well, yeah, there's a great theory online that uh, they're because everybody's like, "Oh, uh, Heisenberg and the dad from Malcolm in the Middle are the same character," and they're like, "No, it makes more sense if fucking Malcolm is Heisenberg. He just left, and now he's making drugs because he was a genius." It was a whole, it was the whole premise of that show, Michael. I thought the whole premise was that he was in the middle. Yeah. The title of the show is. Mm-hmm. Of an Eiffel Tower. Of an, of an Eiffel Tower. Um, in addition to that, have you seen... There's a new Resident Evil game coming out. Gian, are you aware of this? Oh, uh, no, I'm not aware of it at all. Resident Evil is celebrating their 20th anniversary. And by doing this, their 20th anniversary homage to the franchise that started... S- hotel. They're not. The, to, the, to the franchise that started survival horror, their next Resident Evil game is a competitive first-person shooter. What? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's PvP. It's PvP. Can I play oh, as Tofu Resident or Hunk? Are those characters? No, available? none of them. You, no, you can I, play as. I don't want to play it. I don't. I don't care. You, you can play as Umbrella Agent A or Umbrella Agent B, and it's just. It's, it's like two like teams. a full release? This it, sounds like it should be just released on the fucking PlayStation Network. It, it's a full release, and it's like four people versus four people, and it's a first-person shooter. Oh. And no, half the team does not play as zombies. It's people with guns versus people with guns. How fun. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, it, it is kind of baffling to see how people go about making these franchises at this point because they've got to be doing this deliberately it's got to be deliberate at this point like you can't fuck up so hard i don't know they're kind of sure you can konami and uh fucking capcom are kind of going in the shit lately i don't know konami just jumped off the goddamn deep end i mean did you read those articles about uh the working conditions of konami recently uh, I well, read, it's in Japan, so I would imagine that they're not good. There's a yeah. really, there's a really good YouTube video of a guy who he supposedly got insider like information or something uh, from somebody who worked in Konami, and he's they're like talking about how Konami's going in the way of like cell phone games and completely phasing out like Hideo. Um, That's and like yeah. the Metal Gear games, like there will be no more Metal Gear games. It'll just be like stupid. I don't know. What and I mean, there, there's a lot of things too. It's like there was someone that was on the, the creative board and they questioned the executive decision of moving over from consoles strictly into mobile games mm-hmm. and they demoted him to a janitor. Jesus. Wow. And they subsequently demoted anyone who let, like, and then he put something on Facebook or something. And they also demoted everyone that liked that post on Facebook that was working in that company. Wow. Like, it's... And there was just, like, some weird shit, too. Like, they were saying, like, oh, as soon as you enter these doors to this building, you're no longer a human being. You are a number. So everyone has numbers now. Jesus. Yeah, like, it's just some real fucked up, like... Fucked up shit. So it was... It was was pretty interesting. Um, 
that came out like a couple I'd say a couple months before the Amazon article came out mm-hmm. if you're familiar with that no I, I haven't heard of an Amazon article what did you just do I sucked up mucus into my mouth so I wouldn't Ew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> I, I was what? starting to get congested so I ate it <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> he just leaned back and like Oh man! It, I couldn't even hear anything. It just looked. He just leaned back for a second. Like, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but um. <laughs> are you are you going as Tina from Bob's Burgers for Halloween? Is that what you're doing? No, I had this great idea, and then I read that Will Forte already made a character based on it uh, in one of his sketches. So I decided not to do it anymore. No. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is this the the penny pincher thing? No, no, no. That's an original. Um, <laughs> the uh, the one I was talking about was a. Uh, I guess it's a guy who's. Um, it's an. It's it's like a, a character who's a sex offender playing a sex offender on Halloween. Um, oh really? Yeah, mine was gonna be like me wearing just like yeah, kind of like a button down shirt, whatever, tucked in. And then I was going to bring my little cousins around for Halloween in their neighborhood and just have like a post-it or whatever the name thing my name is, but it would just say stranger. I wasn't going to go as far as like sex offender, just, you know, stranger. (laughs) Please keep the mustache for that. Oh, no, I was going, I planned on it. I mean, that's, that was, the mustache is pivotal in that. uh, You should grow, uh, you should keep growing it into like a Fu Manchu. What is a Fu Oh, God, no. The the one that goes down or whatever? Yeah. Like the dude in um, uh, Big Trouble in Little China? The, like the fucking Pai Mei? Yeah, Pai Mei. And, and other <laughs> old Asian men? Aren't they uh, also remaking Big Trouble in Little China? They are. Motherfuckers. Yeah. Did you guys see they did the that they did a sequel to it? Like, they couldn't get any studios to pick it up, so they just turned it into a comic book? Really? Yeah, it's Was written... it called Bigger Trouble and <laughs> Littler China? Uh, no, I don't. I don't remember what it's called. I just heard about too it. Too big to China. <laughs> too big for China. Too big trouble. <laughs> too little China. <laughs> oh man. Oh good lord. Um. This... No, Where I in the world that. do they call it Little China? It's Chinatown. That sounds better. Yeah. Well, that's what the sequel is. Big Trouble in Chinatown. Pino. Uh, there, okay. are, there are two Wait, options. No. So there are two options for what? Uh, for flying in on the 30th. Uh, yeah. There's a 6 a.m. and I get in at 9. Or there's a 10 a.m. and I get in at 1, pretty much. How, how is the flight from Florida, Florida that long? Uh, well, it's almost three it's hours. Like two hours, 40 minutes. To the other. Yeah, it's kind of long. It's actually, I mean, yeah, not it's like, not that long. It's it's not like I did fly it fucking... straight through one time. It's like two and a half hours, yeah. And that's nonstop too. That's like it's not even over or anything. So I would go with the uh, better option, which of, is the ten a.m. <laughs> which is uh, teleportation. Option. Well, that I yeah, would, figure out just figure out teleportation by then. I would do that if mm-hmm. I could. If that was an option, I would uh, nightcrawler over there. Yeah, you There's... should come up, though. You could probably stay in my fucking roommate's room, because she doesn't live there anymore, technically. True. A, a full-size man... bed and everything. A wise man once said, Try not. Do. Or do not. No, there that's, is no not, try. that's Which, not what I he said. I don't understand that. I don't... Give me my phone. I don't understand that. Does, mm-hmm. that, does that phrase make sense? Do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because if you don't try, then how can you do something? All right, I have to. I have to go soon. But uh, sorry. You were the one that wanted to record. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I said, I told Tyler, I was like, I can only record till around like seven. It's gonna mm-hmm. be a short, short little, little, little guesty thing, a little short, little guest appearance. That's fine. That's doing. Uh, we'll keep going. Yeah, if uh, if you guys are have a TV tonight available, there's two good shows you should check out. Gotham? No, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Gotham no. is coming back tonight. Hey, no, no, it, came, oh, it, it came back already last week. Oh, did it? It did. Oh, God. How Jeez. was it? I saw the first episode. We can we can talk about that. Okay. Well, okay. Gian, you old well. snake in the grass. Okay. Watch Rick and Morty. It's on tonight at 11:30. Uh, I will watch it on Hulu tomorrow. And uh, season two of uh, The Last Man on Earth, starring Will Forte, is on tonight. We and Kristen Schaal. Kristen Schaal is in that show. Also, the ever the always Kristen beautiful. Schaal is also, the Last Man on Earth. Always beautiful, yes. always hilarious. Kristen Schaal. This is true. She lives in Brooklyn. Oh Does man! She? Did you hear that story of the uh, the man was calling the death agency over four thousand times to masturbate in front of its employees? What? Did you hear about that? We'll talk about that. What is a death agency? Is that like so? It's 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 an agency that you can call. It's It's, like a video chat kind of thing. Institute for for gifted youngsters. Uh, Yeah, no, it's it's like this agency. I I I don't understand it quite fully, but it's an agency you can video conference with, and they'll do sign language to communicate with you or something. And that's if you're like hearing impaired. But this man called this agency like grand total. 4,557 times or just something. Just to stroke it? Just to stroke it in well, front of people. you know how much it costs for, like, phone sex operators and such shit? It's terrible. Really? It's like $6 a minute. Jesus Christ. Don't call it. Speaking from experience? No, I call the deaf agency. But I don't <laughs> tell them I'm stroking it and just like, hey, uh, I'm deaf. I mean, I need to call someone who's deaf? I don't really know how this works. Ah! Okay, bye. <laughs> Tyler, are you sure you weren't this man? Uh, All right, sure. I'm, I'm gonna no go. Don't charge me with nothing. The death agency. All right, Gian. <laughs> okay, okay, Gian. All right, guys. See you soon. Right, Michael? You're not gonna do this stupid event. You're gonna come drink with us instead and fucking record a podcast. I'll see you soon, Gian. Oh, no, goddamn it, Michael. I'll I'll see you. So- I, I have a job. I'm Gian. gonna. It doesn't mean shit. No, it's it nothing. It means nothing. I, I'm I'll gonna see, drag you. you I'm gonna fucking drag you away from that shit. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm going to wear a hockey mask, I'm going to drag you onto the E-train, and we're going to fucking record a podcast. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Blue and Gold, we're going to get wasted on cheap PBRs, and then we're going to record a podcast. It's going to be great. That's right. That's right. It's a perfect Halloween. Happy pre-Halloween. See y'all later. Best Halloween ever. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Later. (laughs) See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, Gian Gomez has left the building. I mean, technically speaking, he was never in the building. You shut your whore mouth. I mean, don't you ever hear that expression from comics outside trying to sell tickets? Louis C.K. is in the building. I do. Every <laughs> using Louis the C.K. bathroom is never not in the building. Apparently, whenever you go through Times Square, it's, um, it's always Louis C.K. is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Your gut reaction is like, "Oh, that's kind of cool," but then you realize, you think about it, and you're like. Like is he fucking using the bathroom or something? It doesn't like, really mean anything, but he's—it's never in—it's never true. He's—he's 
He's not. It's not like he's headlining. It's ridiculous. They can make shit up. Yeah, it's it's like the news. Whenever you're watching the news and there's a shooting that's going on, and like we're getting reports that there's a second shooter. There's never a second shooter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so Gotham. You said you watched this new episode of Gotham. I um, did. What was that about? I watched the newest episode of Gotham. It premiered, I guess, last Monday. Oh yeah. This past Monday. Um, and I watched it because I'd seen a commercial for it, mm-hmm. and. As all of you are probably well aware, I hate that show. I hated the first season uh, with a burning, fiery passion. We have many episodes dedicated to it. Very many episodes. Uh, so I saw the trailer for this next season, and I and I said to myself, okay, maybe they know. Maybe maybe they understand what they did wrong. And from what you told me, they have What I've heard from people that work on that show is the network understands that it wasn't as well received as it could have been, and they are working towards fixing that. Okay. For whatever that means. Which is interesting, because now its critical approval is lower than the first season. The first season had like a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes or something, and the second one when it premiered has like a 74 yeah. Uh, which I don't understand because I, I saw the first episode of the second season and yeah, there were a couple plot threads I didn't think worked out very well. Uh, there were a couple things that I felt you didn't really need to include this much of that particular plot. But for the most part, it had focus to it. Like, it, it streamlined it. Like, it has a consistent tone now. It's not this weird, See, I never shocking felt- kind of jarring sensation between jumping between... Schumacher, West, and Nolan, all within the same scene. I never felt that the tone shifted too dramatically scene to scene. It was more of an episode uh, to episode thing for me. It was clear that uh, they hadn't really found their footing. Um, Every episode kind of seemed completely different. Sometimes it did seem like a down-to-earth kind of crime drama. Other times it was like Balloon Man. And it was just like, whoa, where the where the hell is this coming from? This is yeah. bizarre. Someone dropped acid before writing the screenplay. But tonally speaking, what, where would you put this? Um, I guess if you have Nolan on one end and you have Schumacher on the other end, where does this fall? I would say it falls closer to the Nolan-esque ideals that you'd probably expect from a show like Gotham. Like it has a lot of more. It takes a lot more cues from Gotham Central in being that it is a darker iteration of this city, and you see that. I mean, initially there were a lot of things I was skeptical about. Like they introduced the character of the Joker, um, whereas yeah, in the first it's gonna season, be that kid now. Yeah, it, it is definitely that kid now, and uh, I was skeptical yeah, I feel about that. of that when I first saw it, and I still don't like the overarching, overarching concept that that kid is just the Joker. Initially, I don't like the idea that the kid. Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't like the idea of the Joker having. Being the Joker before he's supposed to be the Joker. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. He needs to break. Yeah, there needs to be some kind of... Or, and that's the thing, it's like the Joker's backstory, it's either it works that way, or you go the Nolan route and don't give him one. Yeah, Um, which I thought the Nolan route was interesting. It gave the character a certain illusion of... Well, they they even say it in The Killing Joke, um, which which is the other origin where he says, uh, if I'm going to have to have a backstory, I prefer it to be multiple choice, was the quote. Um, so the idea was, this is the story that they're telling, but is this how it happened? This is how he's remembering it today, but that could change tomorrow. Yeah, you could be Brian williams it. 
because he's fucking crazy. Like Brian Wait, Williams. Wait, Brian? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, the kid, to his credit, does a fairly good job. I mean, I was actually kind of surprised at where he was taking the actor and how eerily mm. he resembled at least Alan Moore's iteration of the Joker in certain shots and scenes. Where he I like, goes with that? I like the that, look of him. Yeah. I like the look of him. I think that his take on it is a little too similar. It's it's a cross between Ledger and Nicholson. And Nicholson, yeah. And it, it's interesting. And he leans more towards uh, Ledger. Yeah. I'd say in this new iteration. But the show has a consistent darker they tone just to, need it. to get away from Ledger. I think all of these new Jokers need to get away from Ledger. Let him be. Let him be dead. Um, yeah. it, it, I just. That's the thing, and we, well, with uh, Jared Leto, yeah, everybody's comparing it because of that one line. I don't know. I hope that that's not what Consistent. it sounds like the whole time. Yeah, it was just that one time. We've heard him do that voice, sort of. Everybody was like, "Oh, this is going to be his Joker voice," because he put up a bunch of things on Instagram of him at concerts where he's like, "You better shut your mouth, or I'm going to fucking kill you." And it had like a ledgery kind of a timber. But it also had, like, this deep, like, smoker voice, which I don't know how he's doing if he doesn't actually smoke. It's one of those things that you only ever hear from people. It's, it's not, like, over the top, but it's, um, it's this, like, lower resonance that they get. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's interesting because it border, like, his new portrayal borderlines in between having that ledger. I mean, there's a clip in the trailer, it's like, you're all cogs in a machine and you need to wake up! And, like, he has that kind of switch that ledger had. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'll also have that kind of giddy playfulness that you'd expect from the Joker. I mean, there's a clip in the trailer where they're throwing people off a roof, and these people that they're throwing off roofs are in straight jackets, and they have letters written on him. And he's like looking at the guy that's throwing like that. It's like a hey, little to the left, mm-hmm. and it pans down and showing like they're dropping people, like they're spelling out the word maniacs in it. Uh, and it's it's interesting. Um, so um. You know, for the first time, I'm actually, I can say that I'm excited to see where this series goes. And the first episode deals with, oh, Gordon's now fired from the police and he has to get his job back, which I feel like that happened, what, four times in the first season? Who's he talking to in the trailer when he's like, I told you I'd take you on or whatever? Commissioner Loeb. That's Commissioner Loeb. That's Commissioner Loeb, yeah. And as of the first episode, uh, he gets Commissioner Loeb to resign and gets reinstated as a detective again. I, I feel like that happened like four times already. Where he was either demoted or fired and then would get his job back by the end of the you episode. You mean in the show? Yeah. I don't even remember Loeb being in there. Or, oh, you're talking about Gordon? Yeah. I don't know. I stopped. I stopped watching. After Zach's episode, I was like, okay, well, I don't really have to watch this anymore. Yeah. So but, the one that my friend was in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it feels like they're taking a lot of cues where if you don't need to show something, we're not going to show it. At least not that heavily. The glimpses of other side plots that they do give you are just glimpses, and I enjoy that because it streamlines the show more into a detective drama, and it makes it feel like there's more relevance to all the situations because it is still a story about James Gordon. Right. Granted, it's not strictly a story about James Gordon, but he is now the focus. Mm-hmm. So now that the show has focus and a direction that it's going in, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, well, that's that's cool. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, it's picked up. I still don't know if I'm gonna revisit it. I didn't. I never hated it quite as much as you did. I was just completely apathetic. I was like, eh, it's a thing that exists. Not birds of prey. So there's that. But that's true. Um, but it's not Daredevil. But it's certainly not Daredevil. 
But uh, it was never destined to be. It's like, I just, just, just stop putting these things on these fucking major networks. Yeah, I mean, if that's you're gonna... where the money is, and Gotham is yeah. extremely successful in in that regard. But Gotham is successful because it skirts that middle line of not. It, it appeals to all demographics except for the ones that it intends to. Right. It's kind of like it, it. It's almost Marvel, but not because Marvel appeals to everyone and also the fanboys. This is this just appeals to everyone, but everyone but the fanboys. Yeah. yeah. But in addition to that, I also... either way, not interested in either of those entities. Yeah. In addition to that, I also... movie, Marvel, and then we'll talk. I also saw the first episode of the Muppet series. How was that? I see the subway ads everywhere. It was it was interesting because I thought that the series was going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be a new cultural phenomenon that brings the Muppet back in ways that we haven't seen since fucking Mark Hamill from Star Wars was appearing as Luke Skywalker in the Muppets. Or... It could be this absolute catastrophe of a show that gets everyone involved with it fired. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I doubt that it's going to be a catastrophe. The they had that movie. That's the whole reason the TV show exists. The movie did really, really well. Yeah, the first film did very well. It was very well critically received. The second movie, not so much. Oh, they made another one. They did. It wasn't received that well. Didn't see either of them. Yeah, but uh, but no, the first episode I enjoy it. Like it's it's kind of quirky and cheeky in that kind of sense where you you expect like it is that modern family iteration of the muppets I did mean, you spank it i'm sorry did you masturbate to the episode no did you try i may have tr- no um no but it, it's it's interesting have been all that great it's it's interesting the way they they'll set it up where one character will deliberately state like fucking i not you won't say it f word but he's like i hate these documentaries will have personal interviews with one-on-ones, and then they'll just cut to an earlier scene that'll give you the exact opposite opinion of the person you're interviewing. And it cuts back to that character who's like, I love these interviews! And it's... it's it is, it is kind of tongue-in-cheek like that. And it is very self-aware of the show that it is trying to be. And I did appreciate that. I do appreciate the show that it's trying to be. I don't think it's a great show, but I think it's one of those fun things. I think it's like Modern Family. It's a fun thing to watch for half an hour to kill time. Yeah? Yeah. So yesterday was Batman Day. Was it really? I guess. Why is that? The anniversary already? No, it hasn't already been a year. That's ridiculous. Anyway, I'll cut this part out because I don't have anything to say about it. I mean, last year was the 75th anniversary of Batman, was it not? Yeah, it was. But I don't... Was that in September? That was in October. It was Comic-Con. Oh, okay. Well, you know... um, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. What? What is that? Are we going back to Harry Potter? This is on comicbook.com. Splitting a single installment of a franchise into two parts isn't just for movies anymore. J.K. Rowling revealed on Twitter that Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, the upcoming stage play, will released, be released in two parts. It's First thing stupid. that I learned, they're making a stage play about Harry Potter. It's, it feels fucking stupid. I hate splitting things up into two parts. Why? Because it completely destroys the entire integrity of structure 
or integrity of something. It doesn't have to. You make it like two movies. You make two separate arcs. But that's never happened before. Yeah, I won't argue with you there. But usually, but this is being written as two different things. It's right. not like it's an, a pre-existing entity that they cut in half. Right, like you could have things like Wolf Hall, where it's like part one, part two, and they both stand alone. Right. Or you could have things like The Deathly Hollows, part one, part two, where it's either all set up and no payoff, or just payoff with no setup. See, and I, as standalone films, they both fail on major oh, categories. I disagree about part one. I like part one a lot. I think it was like the... One of the best of those movies. Part two, I didn't really care for. I thought, I thought it was flat. And who directed that? David Yates, right? David Yates directed that? I believe so, yes. I, th- I thought those films were just... They looked so flat and dull to me that not I... Not enough explosions. No, it was just not enough contrast or color. Everything just looked gray. It's England. What do you want? I don't know. It's just, that's literally just what England looks like. It's a very <laughs> sad place. <laughs> Doctor Who also came back, which you are not a fan of, but I am. So you make you. it sound like I don't like it. I don't, I don't no, no, it's, like it. I just it's don't follow it. Yeah, you don't follow it. Uh, Doctor Who came back. Uh, first two episodes, they were both fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Speaking of that, not really, but speaking of English people, I the, the play that I'm rehearsing, we just were rehearsing at the um, Shetler Studios. Which is right next to the little theater where uh, Therese Raquin is either playing or going to be playing. So every time we get a break, I just go out there and smoke a cigarette, hoping that Matt Ryan will come out and I yeah. molest his face. Hasn't happened yet. You know, I'm really surprised. Of all the guests that I was hoping to be at New York Comic Con, he's not there. He's it's probably the play. Yeah? you think He's it's not just... going to be able to get out of it for three, three days. Shit, that's you're talking like uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for an hour, maybe just an hour, one autograph session. Yeah, like in the daytime, I don't see why he wouldn't. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it is right there. I'm gonna send him a tweet. Although it's Thursday, Friday. No, probably goes dark on Mondays usually. So I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Are you gonna? Did you send him a text? I I, I will send him a tweet. Did you show later. him a picture of your penis? Uh, yeah, I'll do something like that. Something that something that really <laughs> grabs his attention. Well, it's not gonna be that. <laughs> You're gonna have to blow it up quite a bit. <laughs> and I'll be like, "What's this?" Oh, click. <laughs> please, twice, please come to Comic Con. Why is someone sending me an empty picture of nothing? Oh, oh, oh! Shots, everyone. But um, but no. What else is there? I mean, fall TV season is about to start. Flash is coming back. There are fucking giant advertisements everywhere for Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even see them anymore. I these these advertisements. I don't know what they are. I'm just oversaturated. Like you say that, and like my mind agrees. My brain goes yes, but my consciousness goes I don't know if that's true or not. Probably. <laughs> the, no, there's giant like right here on Thirty Sixth Street. There. Are, you know, it's like the two walled sides. They're just two fucking big posters of the Flash. The Flash. Yeah, the the Flash. Um, that's coming back. Arrow's coming back. X Files is premiering like three months ahead of schedule at uh Comic Con. Mm-hmm. They're premiering the first pilot episode. Really? Yeah. What well, on what night? Uh, I think Thursday. They're doing a, they're doing this they're weird doing thing. A lot of shit on. They're Thursday, doing a lot sure. of things on Thursday, and I'm not sure why. 
because um, Thursday is usually like the slow, dull day that no one goes to, and I guess they're trying to garner like a lot of Thursday off of the play then. Yeah, like it, it's it like it seems like they're trying to garner a lot of attention towards this Thursday. Uh-huh. Uh, they're having the Game of Thrones panel, the Walking Dead panel, fucking all their screenings are on Thursday. So it's it's really interesting to see why they're doing this, which I can understand. But also they don't take in consideration like people have work, people have school. Sometimes you can get a Friday off, but it's not always easy to get a Thursday and a Friday off. Things like that. Right. But, uh, but no, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, Thursday is shaping up to be like one of the bigger days of the con, which yeah, is Yeah, it's going to be strange. Thursday and Saturday are the two days. Yeah. That, why, though? It's, don't make no sense, it Michael. It really doesn't. really doesn't. But we'll see well, how it the goes. Well, the best time to beat the con is usually Sunday at 5. Everybody's gone. As are the vendors and the guests. That's that's when you can just go all to you can go to all the booths. Legit booths will actually like give stuff away just because they don't want to take it back. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to someone found a box full of daggers. Really? That because you know how they have it's the weirdest thing. You know how they check everyone for weapons inside or you know before they go into the con. Yeah. Yeah. However, there are weapons vendors inside the con. Yeah, but you and can you, carry it around. No, yeah, yeah you do. Okay. If you really did, they change that because last year, if you buy it, they'd give it to you. Uh, as far as I know, like all of the actual swords and stuff, um, they give you. I mean, a not ticket. not swords like swords like they they ship those to you, but like knives, daggers. Well, they didn't even ship it to you. Like uh, you just take a ticket and then you get it out front. No. Granted, you can't really carry that around New York. Has to be in a box. Can you imagine, like, if you buy that and they are immediately arrested? What if, what if NYPD has like a fucking ticketed line, like a gated line outside of fucking Eleventh Avenue? Just everyone yeah. that's carrying like a sword or cosplay probably up. Oh, come with us. You're under arrest. Yeah, you know. Is I that don't a know. clock? Is that a fucking clock? Oh my god! And Sarah Palin like flies through the air as the Queen sideways. of England. Yeah, with a big crown on her head. Oh my god. God, fuck Sarah Palin. Jesus Christ, why is she still alive? <laughs> Who fucking cares about I, Sarah I think, fucking Palin? Listen, we're perpetuating the problem, because as many times as we reference her, we're keeping that memory alive. Just no like, one listens just, to this. Just like Twilight. Like, the more we, we think about Twilight, the more real it makes it. Like, we, we bring it into our own existence, and it's painful. We are experiencing technical difficulties. We're back. I guess I don't have to say that. I'm just going to edit it out. Funny, that's going to be the intro, though. (laughs) Fucking 45 minutes of sirens. Jesus Christ. What were we talking about? I don't know. You know when a couple months ago there were two explosions that happened outside of this building? Yeah. There were not as many sirens then. And they were explosions. Literally ground-shaking, fire-out-of-the-streets explosions. And there were no sirens. There weren't as many so, sirens on 9-11. <laughs> I know, because I was in the fucking first tower working for Merrill Lynch. Oh, were you? And then you since had gone on guy's name that said to make that? the league The league. Guy. They, they pulled out of Comic-Con. They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. You think it was because of that? Uh, I don't think so, because it was multiple actors who did it. Yeah. Although, to well, be fair... The enti- well, the entire show. Yeah, to be fair, though, like, if you go to New York with that accusation, 
Yeah, the shit could very well. It be. could it it could be a contributed factor amongst many, or it could be the sole reason. We're not quite sure. But uh, but this Comic Con is shaping up to be a very exciting one. You know what's funny about that story though? He said he was working for Merrill Lynch, and when he said that, uh, or when I heard it, you know, in the story later on, I was like, oh, that makes sense because it do- it doesn't make sense, and that's why it makes sense that he wasn't there. Um, because the only other like nine eleven uh, false attendant that I've heard had the same story where she was working for Merrill Lynch. Yeah, and then she got caught because they were like there was no Merrill Lynch in the World Trade Center at that time. They, their offices were elsewhere. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, check your facts before you lie start. about them. Yeah, before you. Uh... It's it's like what Sherlock told us. You sell a lie and include many little truths to make the lie seem all that more believable. Okay, anyways, moving on. Um, did we have anything else to talk about? Not really. We didn't start this with anything to can, talk about. Can we talk about fucking Star Wars? No. Is it not going to be... Because this, this is going to be a, a cultural fucking explosion, I think. You remember... You think? I think... I don't know. You know, it's going to be big, obviously. It's already big, but... Uh, fucking tickets go on sale in like two weeks. Really? Yeah. I, cause like I feel, I feel like the uh, hype surrounding the prequels was way way higher. Cause at this time that year in 1999, it was 99, right? Yeah, that's correct. It, you could not fucking escape it. It was all well, anybody was talking about. Was, yeah. But we, you, you know, you were coming from a giant dry spell. You didn't have anything but the old movies at that time. Now there's consistently been Star Wars content TV shows um, video games fucking movies good lord yeah it's everywhere it feels like it's never left that's true and now with Disney like we might start to see a lot of residual burnout from people like Disney who are making their Star Wars theme park Mm -hmm. correct and and I believe like the theme park is supposed to be under construction no later by 2017 and it's supposed to be finished they're already working on it now yeah and it's supposed to be finished like all their production is supposed to be started no later than 2017, and oh. it's supposed to be finished completely no later than 2024. Yeah. Um, but until then, they're going to have uh, Star Wars, not Star Wars Weekends, because they already do Star Wars Weekends, but, uh, fuck, what was it called? They're going to do something else at Star Wars theme, and they're going to be converting old attractions into Star Wars-esque attractions, like Space Mountain is now going to be Hyperspace Mountain. Where they're going to be projecting, <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a simple one. Where they're going to be projecting Star Wars themes and stuff like onto the inner part of the tubes and stuff. On the inner tubes. On the inner tubes, not like Action Park where people would be decapitated by those inner tubes, but. I always freak out on Space Mountain because I feel like I'm gonna get my head cut off. I've never actually been on Space Mountain. It's cr- well, it's fun. It's a great ride. It's really kind of like lame by roller coaster standards. It's just a little indoor roller coaster, mm-hmm. but it's done in such a way that, um, like, they have little lights hung around like the skeleton of the roller coaster. Okay. So you could see the track directly above you that you're, you know, hurtling towards Jesus at a thousand miles Christ. per hour. And I always feel like you know how you put your hands up and stuff on rides. Um, I feel like I can't do that on that ride, or else I'm going to lose them. <laughs> One day I will die. Well, that's true, but it's probably not going to happen on Space Mountain. No, they're also... Statistically they're, speaking. They're also, in November, they're updating Star Tours to be Force Awakens-themed. 
Okay. Which seems kind of counterproductive because it's already Star Wars themed. Um, well, Force Awakens. But it's themed. they don't they had to change so little. Yeah, but it's interesting because you're including because they're gonna include new footage and information from the Force Awakens a month before the movie comes out. And I've been very happy with the promotions that they've had for the Force Awakens so far because we still know nothing about the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we understand that like. The only time that I've been on the the updated version of Star Tours, you know how it's got like allegedly like a thousand different combinations of. Uh, uh, do you know the whole deal with that? Have you ever been on it? I've been on it technically twice, okay. um, but once was when it I was before? four and yeah, I was, was so little. Yeah, conversion. Uh, and then the other time it was, it might have. Oh no, it was just after the conversion because it was two thousand nine, I okay. believe. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the last time I went on it, the only time that I've been on the, you know, post-conversion version, um, they say, like, there's 8,000 different combinations. They're like, really? it's a Aren't different like thing eight? all the time. No, they're legitimately, because they changed little things. But the time that I went, we went on twice, and we got the exact same thing both times. <laughs> really? So it's like, wait a minute. I've been bamboozled. But I love that ride. I, li- I like the queue a lot more than I like the ride itself. Oh, yeah, with people. The updated one? People like walking, and you see the shadows of the spaceport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, was good. That was really cool. Star Wars anything is just cool. You know, seeing like the prequels. See, uh, moment of silence. Qui Gon Boos um, was a good character because he had a beard. And um, no, but I mean, like seeing an actualization of Star Wars, seeing a prop or seeing a set, it's immersive in the sense where it brings you back to that sense of nostalgia. I mean. Disney, I guess, like, every month or so, they do, like, Star Wars weekends, correct? Mm-hmm. And they assemble these small little makeshift things. So, like, they just build this big interactive diorama of the cantina. Yeah. Which is cool. You know, there are a lot of, like, themed cafes and restaurants here in New York. Why did no one build the cantina from Star Wars? Um, because licensing issues. Well, why didn't George Lucas do it? He could make, like, a chatillion amount of money. Why didn't Disney build the Stark Tower on top of Grand Central yet? I feel like that's something they have the power to do. Fucking ugly. Oh, you mean that big ugly bit? I mean the big building. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Although that fucking, I I I went back and rewatched that uh, scene where Vision is born. Um, and I really love that shot after he comes out of after Thor fucking jerks off in the box and he comes out of. It for no reason, um, he's like walking around, and he there's just just this great fucking like reverse shot of him looking at the Chrysler Building, and you see the Chrysler Building in reflection. Yeah, it was like the only interesting shot in the whole fucking movie, but it was good. I mean, listen, even bad movies can sometimes have interesting shots. Star Wars, see, but that's the thing. It's like with the Marvel films, they're bad in a different. I don't. I don't think they're bad. I just think that they're uninteresting to mm-hmm. my personal sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're never really, like, they're well shot, but they're never, like... Inspiredly yeah, shot. Yeah, they're never, like, I, 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 I can't think, I think of, like, you know, you look back at a movie like Watchmen, and you could think of all of these fucking images where it was like, oh, that was awesome, that was awesome, that was awesome. When I think about, like, any of the Marvel movies, I'm like, I, don't, I can't really put any one shot in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I think... Out. They're just kind of normal movies, and that's not a bad thing. But no, it's 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 very it's shot in a very standard way. I think yeah, Winter Soldier very conventional kind of. A... 
I think Winter Soldier had a lot of the probably the most interesting shots, to my opinion, just because seeing them. Winter Soldier was great. Well, yeah, but just seeing some of the shots and seeing how close the cameraman had to get to like the ground on a fast moving vehicle or things like that, I was legitimately thinking like, wow, the DOP must have put himself in harm's way to get that shot. But man, was that worth it? Mm -hmm. Ant Man was intriguing because of the way they filmed scale. Yeah, Ant Man had cool sequences. Yeah. But I mean, I can I can understand what you're saying. Like John Favreau's Iron Man films, even fucking Shane Black's Iron Man films, they just look very standard. Mm-hmm. Like it, it doesn't like have movies. it doesn't have a particular style to it where you can nail it down to a director. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Um, well, the, and that's the thing. I think that that's studio involvement. That would be like micromanaging because they want them to all have a consistent tone, a consistent look and feel. Yeah, because they want to establish that it is the same universe. See, and that's if DC does anything different, that's what I would like to see. Um, because Marvel Comics does that as well. Um, not, you know, 100%. There is some variation artist to artist, obviously, but you, it has a very... You could tell a Marvel book is a Marvel book when you look at it. With DC, they're wildly different styles. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, we were talking about, like, the new Constantine run, Constantine Hellblazer, which I still think is great. Yeah, um, page to page. <laughs> fucking page to page. Yeah, that art style will change. No, but like issue to issue, the art the art style will change. And I think they're doing that location wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, one when he's in London, it looks different. When he's yeah, in New York, there's well, a different yeah, feel. Yeah, every time to it, it switches, kind of like a. And I think that's necessitated. I mean, I, I I understand that. It's like mm-hmm. when I saw Tron Legacy in theaters, I went and saw it in 3D, despite how against 3D I am. Um, and the real world sequences were shot in 2D, mm-hmm. and scenes in the grid were shot in 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, it kind of felt cheap. Like you, you should have only had to pay half of the three D because only half the movie is in three D. Um, oh, but I, it, I appreciated those two D sequences because I fucking but can't yeah. stand three D. I'm just like yeah, oh, but thank God my eyes it, can rest. But it brought some validity to the three D. You know, yeah, it gave yeah. it some meaning. There was some connotative value that made it feel worth it. You know, I agree. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, John Favreau can suck a dick. That's what I mean by that. I'm just kidding. Nothing wrong with John Favreau. Uh, but anyway, I yeah, I would like to see some difference in, in style in these DC films, and I think that choosing that's probably the one good thing about choosing someone like Zack Snyder is he has such a distinctive style. Granted, they made him completely get rid of it for Man of Steel. I don't know whose choice that was, but it was bizarre. Um. Not a bad-looking film. It's desaturated, yes. The shots were fine. But uh did not look like a Zack Snyder film at all. Yeah, it, it felt like a very... It felt like he was trying to streamline his creativity into making something that felt more Man of Steel. Yeah. Yeah, everything was handheld. It was, like, even scenes that didn't need to be handheld. It was very like static. Fucking, yeah, it was very like, static. Put the camera down, dude. Just keep it still. Yeah. It's a dramatic moment. Anyway, um, Suicide Squad, like, I, that trailer, I'm hoping that there is a little bit of variation in the finished product of it, but uh, it doesn't look 100... It, it, I, I wouldn't say it looks exactly like the Man of Steel, or Man versus Man versus Steel trailer. That's what I meant to say. Batman 5 Superman trailer but uh, it, it does kind of have like a sni- it looks like Zack Snyder it looks definitely low light like, high contrast yeah it looks definitely like they're trying to have that same Marvel-esque 
everything's going to have this continuity to it. And that it does not need that at all. Like, this is where I think that they could really shine, is just let them have, let the directors have their style. Um, God, how fucking The audience isn't that fucking stupid. They understand that these movies are concurrent and they occupy the same space. How fucking stupid would it be if you have Man of Steel 2 directed by George Miller and it looks just as desaturated as Man of Steel? I hope he doesn't take that I really hope. I I really hope he doesn't. I would much, because, like, look, he's he's no spring chicken anymore. I, I, I would like to see another movie set in the Mad Max world than I would like to see his... T- I mean, I, I'll watch his take on Superman. I think it'll be interesting, but uh, I, I, yeah, I would much rather have Mad Max than Man of Steel 2. Although, from what I'd heard, Man of Steel 2 is on um, uh, uh, indefinite uh, well, suspension. Pacific Rim 2 is on indefinite suspension as well. Um, Guillermo del Toro, we were talking about, it, initially dropped Justice League Dark to work on his own Pacific Rim 2. I think it's called Maelstrom. Or Hailstrom something, somethingstrom, um, because it was his own original IP. Uh, but that's now been shelved indefinitely, which is weird because they were supposed to start filming like this month. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's been shelved indefinitely um, by Lionsgate. Not sure why, but that's they're rather focusing on Power Rangers. No, they're focusing on King Kong versus Godzilla. I just don't that's think true. they want to. Uh... To the same genre movie at the same time. Yeah, I mean, to there's a couple. With one another, I would rather see Pacific Rim two than, I don't know, I'll watch King Kong versus Godzilla, provided that it is actually King Kong versus Godzilla and not fucking Aaron Taylor Johnson the movie. Yeah. Oh wait, also oh, there's some giant monsters in it. Yeah, and it's. I hated that they need to stop acting together. Aaron Taylor Johnson and Godzilla. Yeah. I hated Godzilla and fucking Age of Ultron. I hated both those characters. Now, fucking Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, that's right. She was his wife in that movie. And she was his sister wife in in Age of Ultron. Oh, God. Because twincest. Um, But I I didn't like them in either movie, and so many people did. Yeah, I, I really don't get people who like the 2014 Godzilla so boring and I mean, how could it be that boring right and I mean the argument is always like oh well the 1954 technically 53 Godzilla was just about the people as well it's like well yes you can make that I, argument look, I have how, no problem with it being just about the people so long as the, the people, people are, are interesting, interesting. right yeah. and the whole thing about the 53 Godzilla was the fact that every scene every progressive scene in that film was progressive in the sense where it focused on Godzilla or yeah. the threat of Godzilla fucking 2014 focus on Oh, what's his wife doing now? Mm-hmm. Oh, she's in the hospital because, well, of course, she works at a hospital. Like it's, and not for nothing, but like the Toho Godzilla was a man in a rubber suit. If you had him on camera the entire movie, people are gonna be like, "Oh, that's stupid." Yeah. I mean, go back and watch it. It's not. Well, I mean, Godzilla took this interesting tone. Like the first one was a very serious kind of disaster level movie. It's another one where the Japanese cut is completely different than the American version. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, very much. Well, I mean, the American version instead of doing subtitles, because fuck that, Americans don't like reading. They just had an American actor and yeah, one Asian it actor. Was Vic Morrow. Yeah, yeah, and they had him and this one Asian guy, and they interspliced the footage of them talking to each other in it the actual no film. It makes no sense. It is so disjointed and weird. Like the shots don't even look alike. The the fucking the quality of the film is the film t- stock completely is different. Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
but no, but no, it's. I'm, I, I, I'm a big proponent of the Toho Godzilla film, so don't take that the wrong way, Japan. But, you know, they uh, are actually having a lot of people from the Toho Godzilla films going to be at Comic Con this they're year. They're making a new actual, like, real Godzilla. That's true. They just went in production. That, that is also true. Uh, I believe they're also making a sequel to the 2014 Godzilla film as well. Are they? America is, yeah. Oh, I thought that's going to be Kong vs. Godzilla. No, no. In addition to that, I believe. How much Godzilla do we need? Come on, people. It's year 2015. <laughs> it's true. It's weird because there's been a big resurgence in certain select like types of films. It's just franchises. Anything, any any franchised property <laughs> but I mean, that like, they could make a butt fuck ton of money on, they're like, we're going to have our universe and then we're, we're all going to do Marvel. We're all going to be Marvel. We're going to have an Archie universe. Well, I mean, they're having a uh, fucking... Uh, God, was it Paramount is having their new classic sponsors franchise? I mean, it started with uh, Dracula Untold was the first cinematic film for that, first cinematic universe film for that, and it's going to continue with Victor Frankenstein at the end of the year. Did you know this? Yeah, I did. I did see the Frankenstein thing. Yeah, and uh, they're also starting a Scooby Doo cinematic universe, I believe, as well. I don't know the Frankenstein. It's, it's fucking Harry Potter's in it, right? Yeah, Daniel Radcliffe and... Uh, I don't get it. I saw the trailer. I'm like, eh, I don't know what they're doing. Well, it's, it's set in the same universe as the uh, Dracula Untold. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. They're building a cinematic universe. Which and they're is eventually also gonna... set in the same universe as uh, Django Unchained. Yeah, yeah. Which is also set in the same universe as Star Wars. And, yes. And Gojira. Yeah. And E.T., apparently. And Pokemon, the first movie, but only the Japanese dub. Yeah. You know, I, I heard this very interesting thing, uh, because if you've seen The Phantom Menace, and good God, I'm sorry if you had, everyone catches, there's a very quick cameo from E.T.'s species, like, in The Phantom Menace. Yeah. And I always thought, that's fucking weird, but I guess, like, him and Spielberg are friends, but then someone, yeah, like... E.T., they have... Go on. But someone brought it up to me the other day, like, there's a moment in E.T., where E.T. sees a kid dressed up in a Yoda costume and mm. tries to walk over to him. So, what the fuck is this? This is so meta. Like, does that mean, oh, Star Wars was... Re- yeah. It's awesome. It's, well, Star Wars is set in our universe, right? I it's mean, just it says a long, a long time, time ago, ago in a galaxy, galaxy far, 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 far away. So. E.T. set in our universe. And gotten, I don't know. It's not like the Tommy Westfall hypothesis where everything is connected. Yeah. Or the, except, except for Agents of Shield, which doesn't matter. Or the, or the Blade Runner Alien, uh, reference because apparently Blade Runner and Alien are also set in the same universe. Um, we've covered that. Before, Alien and Predator are also set in the same universe, and so is Batman. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking of which, uh, Ridley Scott just announced the sequel title to Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about that? Yes. It's Batman 5 Prometheus. Batman 5 Prometheus, alien not here. They're putting Affleck in the movie because they're like, we're putting him everywhere. And it's going to be great. Affleck's not only going to be Batman, he's also going to be the alien. Batman is in every movie from now on. I would I would, I would, would love that. If he just, it, it doesn't even have to make sense. Just like a random ass cameo. And I want them to go back and like Lucas every other movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> have fucking Batfleck just show up. In the in the background of the fucking Dark Knight movie, it's like ET goes up and he's trying to talk to Yoda, and then fucking Batman, <laughs> he's like, "Do you bleed?" And then he blows him up with the Batwing. You will. <laughs> no, but a fucking so the, so the title's called Alien Paradise Lost. 
That makes what? no it's sense. Called Paradise Lost? Is yeah. that what you said? Alien Paradise Lost. <laughs> That's the lamest thing. That's the fucking dumbest title. <laughs> that sounds like fan fiction. <laughs> it is fan fiction. <laughs> and do, do you remember the whole fucking thing? Like, it was it was big. His whole argument were like, oh, Prometheus isn't, isn't a prequel. It's a spinoff. And then he was like, Prometheus isn't a spinoff. It's a canonical prequel. And he just jumped the line back and forth like 20 different fucking times before. It's not a canonical prequel. It's a flash sideways. Yeah. There's some stupid shit like that. A flash sideways in the past. It's a lost thing. And I don't know what that means, but I've heard it said by many people. It's like, well, there was a sequence in Lost that was a flash sideways. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. That's not a thing. It's just something that's happened concurrently. Yeah. Fucking retarded. It's called a cut. It's called another scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, but but yeah, no. So the fucking Alien Paradise Lost, and we're also getting that with, I guess, Neil Blomkamp's Zeno. Is that still happening, or did they realize that he actually can't make movies? Yeah, they're not letting him make any more movies ever again. Okay, all right. He's only um from here on out. He's just directing Deontred videos. Yeah, exactly. With Chappie. Chappie's going to be in them as well. Yeah, so They're just going to use footage from that movie Chappie, and that's just going to be all of their... All their, boom boom. all their music videos. I still haven't seen Chappie, and I probably won't. You really shouldn't. Um, Every once in a while, I'll watch a Dantward video, and I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. Have you ever seen those? No. Fucked up, dude. Fucking weird. You're not. I, I said there. Was that clear? <laughs> no. I don't know. You're fucked up for not watching Word videos. Yeah. No, they're bizarre. They're fucking. It's like. Oh, that's the one you showed me. Like Pitbull, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that yeah, I've seen. Like, yeah, no, that was fucking weird. They're all just as weird. Um, they They're like. They're they're kind of like. If Tool had a baby with Insane Clown Posse, it would be Word. And they filmed them at the Gathering of the Jungleos. Because yeah, they have like weird, creepy, art house videos, but their music. Is just awful, just just crap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like ICP level bullshit. But uh, have you we'll ever, s- ever seen the actual films that Daft Punk has produced? Films? Yeah. No. This movie called Electroma, I believe it was. Nope. Right. I seen that one music video that's like an anime, and there's a bunch of people underwater. Interstellar five no not Interstellar uh, Interstellar one more time. five 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 into the story of the secret star system. Music it's that that's actually a feature length film. We're gonna celebrate. Did they direct the film? No, they did not direct the film. They did, however, direct Electroma, which was a silent movie about you know they're robots, right? Yeah, and the, the whole silent movie was about them trying to be humans by doing just really weird fucking things. Yeah. Yeah. They they co- there's one section where they covered themselves in what I believed was silly putty to have really weird disproportionate human heads until the sun was out and it would melt their human heads off. It was weird. It was really weird. There's one video where the the girl Deant were just pees on the ground for no reason. Like she's just standing on the stairs and just pees on him like she's Linda fucking Blair in uh The Exorcist. Only she isn't. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't think on. it's justified by anything that happens in the this, video prior. This was a big segue. We were talking about <laughs> Star Wars. Initially, we were talking about Star Wars. I don't know how we got to this topic, but it just hit me. We started this conversation with Star Wars. 
Star Wars. So I, you're right. Like, fucking Phantom Menace was a huge. I can't remember it, but I'm sure you do since you were coherent at that I time. I do. Um, I was online. I was. I was active. Is that when you got your your full back tattoo of Jar Jar Binks? I remember all the kids at school being so excited about Jar Jar Binks. I remember there's this kid that lived across the street from me. Um, he was his favorite thing in the world. Like his before he saw the movie, I don't know how he felt about it after the movie, but it, like they had those Taco Bell like. Uh, um, for some reason. Taco Bell was the Star Wars tie-in. I know. I remember that. I remember they had the. They had really shitty toys too. Like they had the Naboo Planet, and you'd click it open. Fucking Taco Bell. Yeah. They don't make a kids meal or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then then they had. Oh, then they had the fucking money bank that it was. It was like four individual squares on a block, and you Mm -hmm. could. It was all connected by string. You could flip it, and it would go between a portrait of Anakin Skywalker, a little kid, and a portrait. It's terrible. I never got my quarters out of that fucking thing. I could never figure out how to open it. That was George Lucas's intent. It was actually just <laughs> it just beamed directly into his fucking dickhole. And I think what it was was it was a metaphor for you know just sinking your money into you something that you're gonna hate. Money back, yeah, yeah, you're, um, not, you're not seeing that again. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, he was super into Jar Jar. He had like a, they had like cup toppers. That was their that was their big play. One was shaped like Boss Nass. One was shaped like Queen Amidalen, and uh, I remember that one. It's just the strangest promo. Why would you choose Taco Bell? They suck. <laughs> like fucking Burger King, and McDonald's are what you do. Yeah. They make, and they make actual toys. Yeah. They made like a thousand little Pokeballs, each filled with a different Pokemon. Michael, <laughs> I remember that. It was I, crazy. Burger King. It was a Burger King also had the, Burger King also had the one where it was a, like a giant metallic Pokeball. Yeah, you open it up and there's a fucking little, metal like plaque in it. Card in it, yeah. And you pressed it. Um, I want to know what happened to mine. Because it's like it's probably it's rusted like, over. It's like no, it's you know from what I've heard like because you press the button and they go up automatically. Yeah. From what I've heard, like, the springs have all, like, since died. Whatever material they used, it no longer pops up automatically. So it's like, oh, what's the point? This isn't a real-ass Pokeball. I have to open it myself. <laughs> My fucking... Some kind of a plebe. Waiting for the technology it'll actually get between when the Pokeball shrinks and you can press the button and it gets bigger again. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, that it never made does, sense. Only does Why? it in the anime. Yeah. It's only for convenience because they don't want to animate him with, like, giant balls in his fucking belt. Yeah. Because, like, where do they go? He just, like, does this, and then they're gone. He doesn't put it in his pocket. Have they ever showed his belt, like, with itty-bitty Pokeballs on it? No. Just ridiculous. Yeah. But, but no, I think everyone, like, for Star Wars is, uh, they're approaching it with a healthy amount of skepticism because they don't want the Phantom Menace to happen again. You know? Because everyone assumed that a new Star Wars movie would be great, regardless of the premise or anything to do with the production of the plot. Mm-hmm. And we didn't live in the digital paradigm that we have today where when so much fucking anti-hype like Fan Stick comes out where you're like, holy shit, this movie's going to be a catastrophe and we need to see it. Everyone was expecting another Star Wars movie to be another Star Wars movie. Yeah. And it's just it was so far off the mark of everything that Star Wars had established that it was just insulting on a deep aspect to it. Right. Yeah, you know, but this time around, yeah, I don't think it's going to be. Just nerd culture is kind of saturated at this point. People have lots of things to be excited over. 
I mean, you're going to have the hardcore Star Wars fans getting really into it. But already, I just, maybe I'm just disconnected from the world in such a way that I was not back in 1999. But um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really feel all that much buzz. Yeah. It, it doesn't like seem compared like... compared to some, like other things. Yeah. It, it doesn't seem proportionate. Because I do feel like it should be much bigger. Like then it, Yeah, than it is now. Like, you imagine seeing people with people... People with just promotional Force Awakens shirts everywhere. You People getting see... it tattooed on the back of their head. Exactly. Done that already. Did you? It's right here. Oh. It's a picture of fucking... Jar Jar's asshole. Jar Jar's asshole, yeah. Jar Jar Abrams. Jar Jar... I have a confession to make. <laughs> it changed... <laughs> Oh god, yeah. Yeah, so we'll uh we'll see where that brings us. Yeah. You know what I'm really excited for though? Point break. No you're not. No yeah. one's excited for that. I don't even know what it is. We did meet the one person We did in the we entire so, world so... who was excited for Gem and the Holograms. She was so excited that she called the news. And they showed up to hear her story. What the fuck was she talking about? This was at Comic-Con in the line the other day. Yeah, we, so, so we, we waited in line for Comic-Con tickets for 18 and a half hours. I already covered it at the top of the show. No, you didn't. You said several hours. Yeah, okay, 18, whatever. Yeah. You were there for 18. I was, I was there, there for, for like 18. Six. You were there for like, yeah. <laughs> you, were, you were there for like 12 hours. Um, But no, so New York 1 eventually showed up because they didn't know what was happening. Um, and yeah, the What the fuck is New York 1? It's a Time Warner program. It's like a 24-hour news network. Is it the people that, like, record in Times Square and you could, like, see them? Probably. Like, you... Because I know it's, a, like, a New York-only show, but it's... You, you could literally see them filming. I don't know why I haven't pressed my dick on the glass every day. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But, no, so they showed up and they interviewed the no, person... seriously, how do you do that? I don't know. How do you do that in not... This is New York, Michael. <laughs> Fucking, you know what goes on in this city? You know the horrible people that live here? Well, I mean, like... You, Especially in do Midtown. Remember, do you remember They the know Ferguson? that they're on live TV? You remember the Ferguson uh, when CNN Boy, was do covering... do I. Remember when CNN was covering that? Yeah. And they kept showing one picture and over Talking and over. about Ferguson, um, Clarissa's brother from Clarissa Explains It All. He was uh, Ginger. No, I'm talking about Craig Ferguson, the comedian. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. No, but when they kept zooming into, there was a picture of, it was a very iconic picture at this point, of police, like, rounding a <clears> corner, <throat> just fucking yeah. guns at the ready. Right. And on, like, the mailbox that they were all standing behind, in very clear letters said, fuck the police. Very, CNN used that same photo without blurring that out for, like, 30 consecutive hours. Really? Yeah. Awesome. But... But no, so they were there, and they interviewed the rare gem. And I, I, I must have had this look of, like, befuddlement on my face, because this lady came here with purple hair and a Gem in the Holograms t-shirt. And if you haven't seen the trailer for Gem in the Holograms, it looks fucking awful. And she she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I am just so confused right now. And she's like, why? I'm like, you're wearing a Gem in the Holograms t-shirt. And she's like, I've been waiting for this movie for 30 years. And I'm like, what a horrible why? life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so confused, and she could tell, but she could not comprehend. The news uh, reporter was going to talk to you. 
Was he? No, I was just I was talking to the guy because. Oh, I thought that he was prepping to talk to you. Oh no, I I because I, I asked him. Oh, what news network are you with? And they're like, Oh, New York One. And one. And of, you're like, What the fuck is that? No, one of one of are you the assholes that film in Times Square. I put my penis in the glass every night. <laughs> no, no, because one of my one of my professors at the school that I'm attending uh, was the executive producer at New York One. So I'm like, oh, Okay, so I was talking to him about that. And then uh, so so we were talking. He's a really nice guy. And then this lady came up with the gem and the hologram shirt. And I, I just, I stopped. Like, my train of thought stopped. Like, all, all cognitive processes stopped. I, I forgot how to breathe for a couple seconds. Like, I was so legitimately confused. A person might as well have walked up wearing a Michael Bay life cast face mask. I just, I didn't know how to handle the situation. Michael almost died. And I, and I just, I, yeah, and I just, I just, I just stopped and I just walked away. And I sat, pan, I sat down back next to Tyler and I was like, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> There's a fan of Gem and the Holograms, apparently. But did you hear about these whole metal tickets that they're selling for Spectre? No. No? They're die-cast metal cards about the size of a business card that has a Spectre logo on it. How much are they? $100. Not worth it. And what it is is... Actually, probably it is because like it'll be commemorative. Yeah, and what it is is it. whenever you That's present it at the theater, no questions asked, you can automatically go see Spectre as many times as you want. Damn straight you can. Yeah. How are theaters? Is it a particular theater chain? I have no idea. Because how did they get them all on board? Because if you're just paying $100 for Spectre, you're not paying any money towards the theater. Yeah. Or towards any other movie, because, I mean, hypothetically speaking, once you get past that first ticket holder, like... All bets are off. All bets are off. So what you're saying is it's totally worth it. I am. I think they're sold out at this point, but yeah. I am actually totally planning, if they have one planned to be released for Star Wars The Force, Force Awakens, I will totally get it. Because the last Star Wars movie I saw in theaters was fucking Revenge of the Sith, and that cannot be my last cinematic Star Wars experience. Hundred dollars. You're gonna die between now and then. Quite possibly. Hundred dollars. So be it. You've seen the way I eat. Hundred dollars. So be it. I will go and Fair see enough. Force Awakens as many fucking times as I possibly can. You're one of them. Huh? I am. Unless <laughs> it ends up being like the Phantom Menace, and then I'll probably see the movie two or three times. You're gonna be. <laughs> then I'll only see it a hundred times. Yeah. Then I'll, then I'll only see it a hundred times. You'd be like those people that when they open the door, in the fucking Plinket review. The two guys dressed as Jedi's and they're like, oh, yes! Star Wars! We're gonna see Star Wars! I fucking love Star Wars! <laughs> oh, he looks like a Sith. Uh, uh, That's my uh, favorite candid <laughs> reaction from any video of all time. Shots, everyone. We know you're there, Mr. Ambulance. You could go away. I feel like these sirens are progressively getting more annoying. They are. Anyway, that's probably a good place to put a pin in it. Fellas, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tyler Pino. My name is Michael Holler. Get out of my house. You can't tell me what to do.